Hi, I'm Cheryl and Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horse. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. Do you enjoy listening to Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the podcast? Have you picked up our book yet? Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. That has over 100 cast and crew who have contributed to this book. And it's, I think people really love it. I mean, we also have community commentary where a lot of the community have participated in this. It's just a great book. We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kazask, and beside me, as always, Ben Durant. Hello, Ben. Hello, Brian. Another it, week of Twin Peaks. Another week of Twin Peaks. It's like, um... Christmas every week. It's like Christmas every week. It's like we haven't left the studio. It's like we've been here all week, <laughs> waiting to record the next episode. Yeah, I just sleep here. And then I know. we pretty. I'm wearing the same clothing I wore last week. <laughs> Nobody can see that because we're on a podcast, yeah. so... You just use your imagination. Um, so this episode I loved. It's good. I enjoy it too. It's very stylistic. It's a little. It's it's like a it's like a you know a shock to the system here. We have these very you know average regular Twin Peaks episodes, and all of a sudden we have these uh, avant garde stylistic yeah. episode here. And, well, I mean, I I don't want to. I mean, I'm just gonna say Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. The Diane Keaton. The Diane Keaton. The Annie Diane Hall, Keaton. Annie Hall. I mean, that, that, I love that movie, Annie Hall. And she is funny and she's yeah. goofy and spirit. I, she just, I just like her. She's wonderful. And I think, hey, she directed this episode. One and, episode. One episode of Twin Peaks, episode 22. And it was written by Harley Payton and Robert Angles, Bob Angles. And like we said, directed by Diane Keaton. I was blown away when I, when I saw the word Diane Keaton. And I was like, oh, must be another relative of Michael Keaton. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't thinking. And Batman. then when you, you, yeah, Batman. And then you say to me, Diane, I'm like, that Diane Keaton? That Diane Keaton. Wow. Yeah. And so, and, and she hadn't, she directed a little bit, but she hadn't done a lot of directing before this and stuff. So, but it's, I mean, some people think that she had help with this, but I mean, I really think she just did it. I think she knew what she wanted and she uh, went with it. You know what? I would say, no disrespect to any other the the other directors or like whatever. Like David Lynch, you wouldn't disrespect. No, no, David no, Lynch. no, no. But if Diane Keaton had to direct season three episodes, if they had to pick someone, David, David Lynch. Lynch David yeah. Lynch was like, I my hair is not right today. I can't go out. I, I don't know why he's picking on it. I'm picking on his hair. Um, Diane Keaton, call her because I felt her style. Was it matched the show at this point? Uh, for the where the show was going, you know what it reminded me of? Yeah. First ten minutes. Here's an obscure movie for you. Uh, Top Secret with with um, Val Kilmer. Okay. Top Secret was eighties. Was it from the eighties? I 80s. Don't remember. It's yeah. a comedy. It's okay. a comedy. This movie felt like a spoof. This hmm. show, yeah. it felt like a spoof. Oh. Uh, sight gags, sight gags galore. Um, I mean, not a galore, but the first ten minutes, I was just like, I feel like I'm watching a spoof movie, hmm. like Top Secret. But you're liking it. You're liking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny you say this. So I, I can say that I wanted to hear what you had to say about this first. But there's a lot of fans of Twin Peaks that hate this. It's like, Why? oh, Diane Keaton, and they, I think they don't like that it's so stylistic. That it seems like she, she, she basically did what she wanted to do, and it, the, yeah, you know what. The only thing my only complaint is, and this is what, going back to last week's episode, and I said, I kind of feel things are giving giving to us a little too much. It's an overkill with the owls. It's an overkill with things we loved mm-hmm. because it was so sporadic. And now it's like we're laying it on thick. This episode did the slow motion fade thing a lot. Yes. A lot. And maybe some people were like, okay, okay, we had enough of that. We, it's funny. We never talk about, like, editors. I mean, I think uh, we don't really talk that. It's like 
a show is not just the director. It's interesting to say. I mean, I didn't. I didn't look this up, but it'd be interesting to see who who edited this episode because they have the license to kind of do a lot more of these dissolves, and maybe they 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 got notes it. from her. I'm yeah. assuming she wanted a certain way, but this episode had a lot of the tradition. Like you would get that in a couple episodes that they Lynch did. Mm. A couple episodes where it would be like the slow motion, yeah. the fade. Almost every scene faded out with this or came into this. Mm. It was a very odd choice, but I kind of liked it, and I kind of liked the sight gags, and it was goofy at times, and it was kind of cool, and I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, I, I do. I, I like it, and I, it's funny. I, I read and I hear from so many people that don't like this episode, but maybe maybe this is the kind of my kind of humor. Like it's. Yeah. it's it's funny, but it's almost like a dark humor, and it's like it's not. Have... It's not in your face. Right. You have to really like what? Why? That's funny. Like I yeah. thought, some of the stuff was really. I agree. I with chuckled you. to myself. Right. You know. So getting into this episode, uh, this was aired on February 9th, nineteen ninety one. Uh, the rating was eight point two. So the ratings did not go up because of Diane Keaton. No. No. But I, I don't remember when watching this. Uh, it wasn't like uh, this week on Twin Peaks. Diane directs it. Like, it, so it but they like, do that like, now. Oh, I gotta watch. Yeah, now they do. Now, yeah. now I think I think they, they really do push certain directors. Quentin that, Tarantino directs ER. Yeah, I remember exactly, that. Right. Yeah, I remember that was that huge. Too. That yeah. was huge. But now they don't do that. So I mean. Nobody knew Diane Keaton probably until you saw the credits that she was directing this yeah. and stuff. And so it was 85th place for the week. I think there was 89 shows on that, that week. So yeah. it's definitely at the bottom, unfortunately. Diane Keaton couldn't pull it out of the dumps. Yeah. And it opens up with a sequence where you see this giant chessboard and you're like, I, I love close-ups. And I think that's something that David Lynch does sometimes. But I love that you're, like, you're panning over this chessboard and it's this extreme close-up. And Yeah, this is very... In my opinion, yeah, avant-garde, but it's, I'm not saying it's mirroring or copying David Lynch's style, because he's a very distinct style, Mm. but it's, it, it, it kind of has the same feel. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like if you were to have her and him direct a bunch of episodes and mix them up, it would, it would work. People right now listening to us say, blasphemy, They're probably mad at me, but I'm not saying she's better than him by any means. Yes. I'm just saying her style in this episode Kind of matched his mimicking. I like it. I his think it's mimicking yeah. in her own way, though. Lynch has a slower pace and, and oh, a little wider, bit, slower. It'll take the time. And yeah. it's, a, it's definitely a different style in some ways. But I, I'm enjoying this. And uh, you know, there were certain things that were not in the script like this. There was no. I don't think there was the chessboard uh, close-up panning that was in the script. But so I think Diane and some people think that she had help. But I think on her own, she'd say, "Hey, I think this would be a cool sequence. Let's start Ian, with the chessboard." I don't think people should be so hard on her because that right. just tells you she must have been a fan of the show right to do this totally someone who's not a fan is like i wanted to i want to direct a show i hate <laughs> so she must have been a big fan so i mean to poo poo on her just seems kind of silly right because she was probably a huge fan and this was probably a big thing for her yep and she probably put you could tell she poured a lot of uh thought into this oh yeah it wasn't the last episode I mean, it was just a generic episode. I mean, right. nothing special. But we didn't, it didn't jump out as, no. as this one. This no. one, Debbie jumps out saying, hey, this is definitely, somebody else is definitely directing this. And Yeah. 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 So, I, 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 yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But we, we shouldn't harp on it too much. But, yeah, I like the chess pieces if they feel huge. And- right. There's a big importance here. We know we've, yeah. got, we've got Cooper and we've got Wyndham Earl, and they're in a chess game. And Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, this is they're great hammering state. it home. And then this close-up of Evelyn's feet, and you pan up. Black I, stockings. Yeah, it's yep. a beautiful. I, I love the close-up of that whole thing, and it's a, it's a nice shot. So we're back. So we still have Evelyn, who's uh, you know, who's now talking with the police about what happened to her husband, the death. And you of can her tell husband. she's struggling to. It seems like she doesn't really wanna say Jane. You know, it's James, right. and she kind of likes. She's conflicted. It. She's definitely conflicted. It's it's, I mean, it's conflicted. So I guess she she, she was beat up by her husband. And it appears that Malcolm is and her, her lover. Lover, and they they plotted this whole thing to kill him. But and I, use James as the fall guy. And the fall guy, right? Yeah. And I think I don't think she 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 thinks James is a nice guy, and maybe she does really like him. I don't know if she really loves him, but she really mm. cares about him. And uh, 
I think she doesn't want to do this, but at the same time, she doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to go to jail. For and her this. boyfriend's making her. And right. I love the officers that are taking down the jaguar. He couldn't spell jaguar, yeah. So he's like car. And then when he leaves, the three of them leave right. together. And this episode, everybody, uh, unison, they're going to get yeah. Yeah, but everyone is super close to each other. Mm. Super close. There are scenes that are uncomfortably yes. close. We'll get to it. Right. I noticed that, though. And when, yeah, when the cops leave and they have the marching together, they're in unison, it's just weird. It's, it's funny, okay. though. I right. like it. It's cool. And you and I both know, like, we have some media background that that if it things look farther apart, uh when you have people together on 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 camera, they look farther apart. So that means they really had to be close together yeah. for us to to notice it on on the screen. I know that everybody was, was on top of each other in right. this, this episode. I, mean, I like that. I like that tight. Like you're in. You're like. I feel like you are really there. Yeah. Witnessing the whole thing. So yeah. Oh, so here's the other. The, I feel like I'm watching bar. a top secret spoof. Yes. Like. I'm watching James and Donna are at this bar. The Naked Gun or something. Yes. You have a bar with a row of guys who are police officers all smoking cigars staring off into space. Yes. It's so weird. Right. But that's that's what I liked about it. Now, here's what I talked about last week. This comes my conversation from last week to this week. Why would you if you're being, you know the cops are looking for you. They don't know what you look like. They know your name, maybe a, a loose description. Where do you go? They hang the one bar in town. Yes. Why? Well, they do. Well, even Donna and James had this conversation that James is like, I should go back to the house. I should. I should go back and talk to Evelyn. It's like dumb and, and dumber. Donna's like they're gonna be there waiting for you. Why? But they, but they're here and they right. see a bunch of cops at the yeah, bar yeah. and it's like it's like the blind leading the blind. Right. And it's like those wheels and the the the, we, the hamsters and the wheels have died. Yeah, <laughs> them too. They don't know what to oh, do. Man. So I like so, so James and Donna are like in a corner talking to each other, and in the background is this this couple on a chair like cuddled together. But I feel like it's mirroring the James and Donna. Like you have Donna and John, Donna and James very intimate, and you have these this drawing yeah. in the background. I I like that. I think it's kind of and I like how the, echoing, the really. bartender keeps interrupting them. Let's bring it up here. <laughs> I'm can I get you something to say a word? He had to hear no, that. Heard that. Right. We can leave it up for a minute while we talk here. But I, <laughs> you talk about naked gun. I feel like that's a naked gun. It's kind of a dark humor. Yeah. Where we can't wait for the cops to catch us. So we'll hang out here at the bar. No, no. Um, I'm, I got my only chance is to talk to Evelyn. So if she told me that this was all a setup, maybe she'll just tell the police that too. You're sure. And notice how close he got to her. Yes. And that's a running theme. Yes. Everybody gets super close. And I love how he's like, are you sure? And he just leaves. Right. But the funny thing is, like, so he starts out, he, he, he's behind the bar at first. And he's like, can I get yeah. anything? And he knows her name yeah. and stuff. He's like, oh, can I get anything? And then he walks away. And you think, okay, he's left the scene. And then he comes around uh, 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 behind the bar and asks her again. But it's just like he's coming, he, you know, he comes. Yeah, stage, around. You know, yeah. So I, it is, I think it's funny. It's To me, it's like a dark, like I like the idea of naked gun. Yep. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And the cops are still in the back smoking cigars. Yeah. And now, you know, Donna calls his, uh, Ed, you know, how did she get here? Um, You know, James could just take a car that he fixed. I don't know. There's so many ways they could leave. And, you know, one of the officers that is looking for James shows up and she quickly changes what she's talking about. And, you know, he's like, gentlemen. To all the officers that happen to be hanging out smoking a cigar. And they're just staring out to space. They're not even talking. And I love it. It's just weird. They're not doing anything. It's pretty fun. It's it's funny stuff. It really is. It's uh yeah. I mean it's so odd and I, I like that bizarre thing. Yeah. I don't think I'd want it every single episode, but no. I like that it's a little quirky, it's a little bizarre. I'm sure you haven't seen this, but TBS has a new show, and it's called Angie Trebekah. Yes, I watched the entire uh, marathon. Okay, they, so, yeah, I loved it. Like, I do too, and it's funny because I don't, I don't think I like a lot of comedy. I don't like a lot of comedy that can be like dumb or like to me it comes off dumb. But this was a throwback to the old Naked Guns, yeah, and I love Naked Guns yeah. as a kid. And so it's yeah. kind of funny, like it's like they say something and you're waiting for the punchline, but it's it's so it's top secret Naked Gun, the police squad. Police Squad was the TV show version of Naked Gone. That's right. And when I watched Tribeca on TBS, I loved it. 
I thought it was hilarious. I don't think I've, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Maybe I've seen five episodes. So maybe oh. is there ten episodes? Or yeah, like that? they did so a I've whole seen... bingeathon. Yes, it, and I love. I recorded it. the binge, bingeathon, so I'm like seeing behind the scenes where they're talking about the show and they yeah. go into the show. Yeah, so that's fun. And that's what this episode reminds yeah. me of: the sight gags. Right. Yeah. I, I can handle an episode like that. It mixes it up a little bit. I mean, and it's not too much. Right. It's not like Tribeca. It's not like. One of the, you know, but it's still cool. Right. Yeah. And we talk about X-Files that, uh, what we like to know about X-Files is that it can mix it up a little bit. You can have a funny episode and yeah. then we get to a serious episode. And I feel like Twin Peaks, sh- sh- we could be indulged enough to have Twin Peaks mix mix it up a little bit. And the way this series is going right now, it, it is kind of silly in ways. Yeah. It's, it's, a little, it's a little soap opera-ish more than it used to be. It's a little silly. It has a mythology. And I think each character... Uh, mixes it up a little bit. You can play Lucy and Andy could be weird and funny, and then mm. you know Shelley and Leo are more like dramatic and stuff. Yeah, so that, that's cool. what's cool about the show. And now we're we're at the sheriff's station, and we got Cooper and Truman. Uh, they have Bobby and Shelly there, mm-hmm. and I like that the way they've set it up is the chess board. Uh, the chess pieces are still there in the front foreground and you still and you have Cooper and Truman and that's a very David Lynch kind of like shot I think so it says that close up yeah it's a far away shot where they're way out in the back right in the foreground is something else and it looks like a painting I mean it has that feel to it you know and what it's kind of nice is that like we have Bobby kind of going old school, kind of back to the pilot. He's a punk he's, again. He's a punk again. Where yeah. has he been? Like he's been like Mr. Suit Guy, and he's been. You well, know. he's sucking up. He's sucking up to the people he needs to suck up. Well, he's not. Yeah, he right. doesn't need to suck up to these guys. Right, and he's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like that. I kind of miss Bobby as kind of yeah. like, man, I'm a rebel, and I don't need to talk to you. I'm gonna smoke cig- yeah. cigarettes in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. And he and he comes out finally and says that hey, Shelly and I have been together, and we were together before Laura. Mm-hmm. We've been together after, and that was kind of cool to ha- bring that up. And and it also comes out that. We've, he he indulges them about who shot uh, Leo. Right, Hank. Hank. So it was Hank. So yeah, we're kind of putting those pieces together. The the you know the police and Cooper didn't realize that Hank had done this. They thing. thought it was him. Right. They thought it was uh, Bobby. There. Bobby. And more um, more things come out this episode too, which I like. Yeah. That they're call, call, calling back. They're giving us some answers to some mysteries. Right. And it's kind of cool that like it's kind of like we're looking back and say, okay, it's time to 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 time to put lay everything out and, yeah. and start uh, solving some of these mysteries. It's kind of cool. I like this. But yeah, Bobby's a punk. They basically say, you know, and he's being sarcastic. Oh, I feel so safe now. They're like, we're gonna put some officers at your house. Right. Twenty four. Oh, I, I can, can do take it. Care of Shelley. Oh, you so couldn't. You take, Leo was after him, and and he got beat up by Leo, I and then Shelley had to basically stab Leo. So it's kind of funny that like I can take care of Shelley. And he's so too busy hanging there. out with Ben Horn. Right. Yeah. So he couldn't take care of like. A fly? A fly, right. yeah, I know. <laughs> He's trying to be Mr. Tough Guy in front of Shelly. Poor right. Shelly, her hand, her arm's in a sling. Right, and like this is the guy that had all these scams to say like, oh, we're going to get rich off of Leo. Nothing like, has uh, worked. Oh, look who is back, Albert. Albert. I know. And I missed him. I was happy. Get a life, punk. Bring up some audio. I, I love this guy. I think this is why I like this episode so much. Looking good, Albert. Look at it, he hugs it out with Truman. I love that. Gentlemen. My invite back to Twin Peaks. Wyndham Earl. Direct orders from Gordon Cole. Wyndham Earl. As he so succinctly put it, I'm worried about Coop. <laughs> that was a great impression, too. <laughs> it's so nice to have him back. He's been gone for a while, huh? I mean. And Wyndham Earl, with that mustache, looks like like a classic like villain. Yes. He did, he did, he looked like some villain that was he, maybe generic. He needed, I mean, he needed he needed the the mustache to twirl a little yes. bit. Yes. And then he could kind of hold it and and, and rub it and like ah with gotcha. a trench coat yes. and a hat. <laughs> and he would have been this like classic villain. Yes. But it's cool to have the have the actor I believe I, mean, I can talk about this maybe next week too, but I think uh, the actor who played Albert was busy on another series, and so he, 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 was, uh, he there wasn't always time. Whenever they could get him, they would bring him back to the show and stuff. But we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk more about that next week. So now they're talking about Carolyn and about the whole uh, uh, involvement with Wyndham Earl. And uh, yeah, and oh, he's giving the clues now. It's spelled. It shows a big letter C. Wyndham Earl is sending stuff to these Carol. 
C for Carol. Oh, Carolyn. That was a C for Carolyn. Cooper. I think it's for Carolyn. I guess, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. I thought it was for Cooper, but that makes sense that he's calling it out. It's Sesame Street, the, the letter C is today. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought saying Cooper, we're going. I'm going after you, Cooper. Right. That's what I thought it was. No, well, especially because they have pictures of like the wedding. Yeah, dress. the wedding dress. It makes everything sense. Everything is connected sense. to Carolyn. Carol, yeah, yeah. And he talks. Yeah, so they're basically laying it all out. Yeah, and he the map was underneath the table, and so Albert has all the clues right. that's been, and like he's like the only person well, he's coming yeah, after. Yeah, we'll bring you. up some more audio because this is so good. He's making his move, most definitely. Oh, Coop, um, about the uniform. Yes, Albert? Replacing the quiet elegance of the dark suit and tie with the casual indifference of these muted earth tones is a form of fashion suicide, but uh, call me crazy. On you, it works. I love that. I love that. I love it, too. I mean, I think I share with you, I think David Lynch hated that uh, Cooper was not wearing his suit. But I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And so here's the first slow motion dissolve, which um, you're going to see a lot of those. Yeah, and they had some before the earlier, too, yeah, where we yeah. had the sawmill. And even though we don't even have a sawmill, I guess that was uh, for where Wyndham Earl is. But yep. he's playing the flute some more. Oh, in the flute? And it's clearly just the music. Yeah. And it's him just like <laughs> lip syncing to the. And he looks like a, a tree fairy. He does. He's I like, agree. Yeah, like a n- nymph or whatever. Uh, yeah, from Narnia. Yeah. Like he, I feel like he should have like uh, animal <laughs> legs. Um, so he has a collar on, which is a shot collar. Mm. But for a guy who's in a cabin, he sure gets his information. Yeah. There's no internet at the time. There's no internet. Well, the- I mean, there is. I mean, he doesn't have int- access. How do we, I don't know. He might. But he he's got a he's I got mean, a paper yeah. with Leo's mugshot. There was no WWW uh, World yeah, Wide yeah, Web, yeah. but there was the internet. Yeah, so. I know. But what I'm saying is, I don't think he has access to the internet right Maybe, here. I will have to find out. Yeah. Oh God, I hope not. So, but he I don't has want to spoil anything. He might have internet. All right, he has he has all this information on Leo. Yes. And he, I, I like he has his flute and he talks about how the samurais, they took the weapons away and it's becoming, he uses it to beat them. Yeah. He and, uses his flute as a weapon now. Which, yeah. And, yeah. and um, Leo has become like this, like he barely can speak. Mm. He doesn't know what's going on, but he can walk. And he knows. He like, can say a couple words here and there. Soap and yeah, jelly. New boots. Bad girl. New, new boots. boots. <laughs> <laughs> new shoes. New shoes. New shoes. That's what it was. And. He puts a shot collar on him. Yes. And I'm like, well, Leo could easily take a shot collar off of him, but he doesn't. I don't know if he's smart enough yeah, to I don't realize think so. this. And it's pretty demonic when he uses it. It really puts him out. And it's, the funny thing is, it's really amazing in some ways. We kind of, I feel a little sorry for Leo. And yeah. it's like, it's like this is the guy that beat his wife. And then I don't feel monster. sorry for okay, him. Okay, you don't feel sorry. No, but maybe I I'm, uh, you know, I, I have a little sympathy for him, even though he is a horrible uh, well, I don't think anybody should go through what he. he, he I like how he's being called a cat. He's meow. He makes him eat his gruel, and he's like purr, purr, and he's purring at him. It's so, oh, it's man. so serial killer. Right. It's so horror movie. Yes. Um, I mean, I think this is, uh, for us to realize, for the audience to realize, is this is a, a really evil guy. Yeah. And if he's doing this to Leo, what is what is he going to do next with Cooper or who, uh, someone else? Or somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. It, yeah, it, it is kind of funny. He does yeah. a good purring, though. I do like his purring. It's pretty cool. Um, th- th- we come back to... Big Ed and uh, Norm. They're, yeah, they're, they're in bed. They're in bed. They're talking pretty much how they've liked each other. 20 years. They've, they wish they could have been in each other's lives for mm. Christmases and birthdays. Yeah. And, uh, and they're regretting it. And they're finally together. Right. And then uh, Nadine comes home. Yes. And I love the fact that Nadine hops in bed with them and talks about how she came in second place for a right. wrestling tournament because they disapprove of her flying, her, her her flying elbow or whatever it is, her flying thing, and um, it's very awkward. They're, like you know, uh, Norma's just kind of like this is awkward, yes. you know. And but Nadine, how cool is it that Nadine comes out and says, "I know about you too." Right. Well, duh. You guys are in bed together with no <laughs> shirts on, and I'm okay with it. 
Yes. And she goes, it makes it less awkward because me and Mike are hot and heavy. Yes. But clearly they're not. But she thinks I mean, I think she wants to make Big Ed jealous or she wants to say like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm ha- I'm fine with it because I I've, I've got my own love interest and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny we were talking about Angie Trebekah, and you know, uh, the main character uh, actress is her mom is Norma, you know, the woman who plays Norma in real another life. connection. Another connection. That's and pretty I, cool. I am. That's be, so. That's. Uh, Rashida Jones's mom. Right, in real life. In real yes, life, wow. Yes. It's funny, there was a commercial several months ago where... Yes, they, they were in it, and people on Twitter, Rashida Jones and her mom were in right. the commercial, and people were on Twitter were going, that is not your real mom. And right, she goes, no, that young. is... She's, she's too, too young, young to be your, her mom. And then, like, right, and she tweets back, like, that is my mom in real life. Yeah, like, I know. It's funny that, they, yeah, there was a whole outrage in saying, why can't they make moms to be the right age? And, like, it's, like, sexist or it's age discrimination. And then for her to come out and say, that that is my real mom. I mean, yeah. like... You guys are being idiots. Like, yes. God, fake outrage on the internet. Peggy Lipton is the uh, actress's wow. name. And... So you've seen more episodes than I have of uh, of Angie Trebekah. Yeah. I think she's actually in an episode. Am I wrong? She could be. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't seen all that. of them, but I've oh, seen I a lot. I saw all ten or something. Not all ten. I've seen maybe eight or nine. Okay. I mean, so I think I only heard that I think Peggy Lipton is in an episode. I, so if she showed up, though, I might not recognize her. Right. It's, and, and, and their gags are pretty quick, too. So who yes. knows how quick the scene was. It could She could have been a walk-by thing but i'm i'm still watching it and i'll have to get to that because i'm pretty sure she was in well now yeah i'll have to check out the episode yeah so yeah we we talked already about nadine and how uh she's comfortable she's all right with big ed and norma (laughs) yeah i mean there's not much to it it you know so she's happy i'm happy that that kind of plot line i'm happy for ed and happy for norma right so they do the slow motion yet again to give us josie and she's very uncomfortable being kind of interrogated, not interrogated, but she's questions like things yeah. aren't adding up, and 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 Truman is trying to find out. Harry Truman's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. We we know that uh, Jonathan is dead, and we're trying to understand. You you basically said you got away from him. Did you get away from him by killing him, or what's going on? And, oh, and a... that's what I want to say. The, we didn't talk about this when it first came out in the Newspaper, paper. Yeah. Asian man killed. <laughs> right. Why is that so generic? And yeah. I think that was brought up later on or last episode but asian man killed right. why wouldn't it be a person's name or or it does come off it does it come off racist it comes off a not little, racist but it comes off yeah very like distasteful like, distasteful it, yeah. asian why why don't it just be man man killed killed or but why like would yeah because a white guy wouldn't be like white right. man right. killed like caucasian killed ca- ca- yeah caucasian, caucasian killed man killed so yeah i thought that paper why who whoever is the editor of the paper it does a horrible job it was probably the Twin Peaks Gazette. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, they're, they're, they're not, they don't have a big staff. No, so they, it's like they, one they, person. It was, it was a, they had a rush job and it's like, we, we don't know much about this man, but we know he was an Asian. So let's It was a big, that. big And then, day. you know, Cooper is, is investigating the, 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 the coffee and he smells it. And I'm sure he's hoping there's no fish in the percolator. Yes. So, I, yeah. In this scene, it's very, I'll go back to the way it's framed. It's one shot. Right. It's a. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's one framed shot. like a picture. In like some, a picture. Right. And you have Cooper, and then um, Pete. There. He comes back with all this. Uh, I think it's Josie's coats. Yes. Yeah. Well, it so happens to be coat. It's so funny. Um, it happens to be coats. I love one takes. Like this is all one take, and and with the he door swings, swinging, swing the door. And this was not in the script. This is something again that uh, that Diane Keaton uh, did. I on liked her own. it. I, I love it. it. Yeah. And the way I like too that you. you it's swinging doors and they have windows, so you see Pete in one one and Cooper in the other in the other one, and it's yeah. oh, it's beautiful. I love I love this kind of stuff. I think she did a great job. Yeah, honestly, and this is something we haven't seen in a show an episode in a long time. Either, yeah, this kind know? of just stylistic. And it took a long time to give us to cut away to a two like an over the shoulder shot. Right, and so this is kind of like ooh. Some evidence fell into Cooper's hand, right? And he like, takes some uh, a sample of the yeah, coat, coats, yeah. And he takes the gloves. And this is for me was he's a good deputy. I think that they should give him a raise there as, as part of the. De- he's no longer an FBI agent, but he's doing a good why, job. Yeah. Why did he have the tweezers and the baggie 
on he hand. He always just keeps it. You know, he probably had utility a utility belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it Batman? Is Cooper utility right. belt? It's coffee, tweezers, and a baggie yeah. at all times. All times, yes. So Josie gets a phone call. I believe it's uh, from. Uh, well, it's from that old guy, Eckert. I think Eckert. Yes, yeah, yes, he's yes. like, I'm glad I found you. I'm another evil man with my glasses. Right. The reflection there. Of the I wear my glasses inside. <laughs> so weird. Um, and but Kat, uh, Kathleen's on the other it? end. Oh yeah, she's listening. We can. Yeah. Oh, there's the owl again. We got another. Uh, See, yeah. the owls I are that everywhere. One. I don't think I saw that owl before. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's run back to Captain Martell. I'm so disappointed. So this, so he's speaking. So, so they have a whole conversation and uh, speaking uh, Africans. Yes, I can tell you from the script what what yeah. they're saying. And the weird sound effect when he took off the glasses like a whip. Right. We hear that later on with a weird sound effect. I'm gonna bring that up too. It's yeah. very bizarre. But I liked it. So in the script, so I don't, we don't know what they're saying, at least unless you can speak that language. Yeah. But in the script, um, Eckert, let's see if I can find my notes here. Eckert says, she's become so uh, pre- uh, predictable. And Jones, his assistant, says, I warned you not to trust her. So that's uh, at least in the script what, what they were saying. Okay. Like that. I mean, whatever they're saying, they're, they're you know, they're... Yeah, they're, they shouldn't have trusted her. I, yeah. I think we can understand that they're not happy and they're having some kind of conversation. The yeah. next thing we see is uh, we're back to Ben Horn. He's got a mule that he's. I mean, it's not a real mule, but he's 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 laying down on a mule's back. Yep. We haven't seen in a while is Audrey's brother. Uh, That's who it was, Johnny. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while since Johnny yeah, is Indi- dressed up as an, yeah a Native American Indian and stuff like that. And, and he had the headdress on. Um, I think right in the beginning of the first yes. season, there he was. Uh, yeah, he was younger though, wasn't he? I, some people say he's a different actor, so I don't know. If it could it, have been. It's a, it yeah. might be a different actor who played him. Now I wasn't sure who he was. I totally right. forgot yeah, about the, that. The son, the brother of Audrey. Wow. I know, and I told you before there was a storyline originally that that it was going to be like, did Audrey push him down the stairs accidentally? And there was a whole there was a whole idea that he was going to help figure out who killed Laura Palmer, and they just did away with that. And they, I think you said it before that they didn't need to go there. No, so they didn't. I I would like to have seen something more with him. I think it would have been fun to have this character, this brother, and we yeah. So I mean, I'm yeah, always yeah, intrigued yeah. by yeah, this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's but, kind of cool that the whole family's involved. Yeah. With his little um, his little uh, I don't know midlife crisis. Midlife, yeah, midlife. Crisis. Yeah. Or I mean, I think it. Uh, yeah, it's some kind of a rehabilitation. I think. Yeah. And now we even got like drum, <laughs> drummers, drummers in, and, yeah. and it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna put on some sort of play to right. really ramp it up to get them to kind of snap out of it. Yeah, and I think the thinking is that like if we if if. If the if the South can win the war, mm-hmm. uh, it will cure him. Sort of like what you mentioned about the sword. You felt like before, yeah, if he gave him the sword, ago, right. it would have snapped him out, but yeah. he didn't take it. Right. So several episodes ago, uh, Ben was basically saying, oh, you surrender to Bobby. And Bobby had the sword, and he didn't give the sword to Ben. And he's just like, has, Ben has his hands shaking, wanting the sword. And I do wonder, like, if he had done it back then, would he have just snapped out that's of it? A, but, yeah, that's a good thought. Ready. I, don't I know. like that theory, yeah. You know, so here's another awkward. You have Audrey and Jerry, and Jerry yeah. having a private conversation. Uh, but for Uncle, the, you know, to be right. related, they're very close. This is another close. Yeah, they're super close. I didn't think of it as no, not not like a sexual way, right. but I'm just saying they're so close yeah. and like so affectionate. Right. But I just noticed that through this, like she gets closer to him. Yeah. It's like it's like is she flirting with him? Right. But that's her uncle. I don't think she. I think she's. I think it's a power trip. Like she's basically saying, "I'm gonna." I'm going to take over the business. Yeah. And Jerry's like, no, I want to take over the business. There, there seems to be that. But, you know, I feel like television, especially in the 90s and before we had widescreen big TVs, it should be close-ups. We need to have close-ups because, you know, back in the day, we couldn't see everything. Yeah. And we needed to have those intimate moments. But I'm just saying, like, everybody gets to see. And then she gets really close with Jacoby. Like, right. everybody is so on top of each yeah. other. And it's just interesting. I just noticed this. Right. Maybe I just noticed it more. No, I definitely think it's in this episode. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. So, like, she gets there, and then Bobby will show up, and he gets super close. See, like, it's like... it's like <laughs> They're on top of each other. All right? on top of each other. Right. And they're all it's lined very, up together. But yeah. It's, yeah. And it's even, comical. Right. Yeah. And you got the drummers all lined up together. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. 
that kind of organization of of yeah. And then we have Bobby now dressed up. As... No, he's protecting Shelly, dressed up as a <laughs> an old time Civil War. Yeah, uh, why bugler. is he there? Why is he here? He's, he's like, shouldn't, he be, shouldn't he be there to help Shelly out? Why does he have time? I for don't that? know. Oh, why don't we bring up some audio for a sec? Old times there were not forgotten. Look away, look away. We got Johnny. <laughs> he's just going crazy. Yeah. So, oh, and oh, another. You know, he gives us the. We're back to Evelyn there. Evelyn, at the bar. and there's an owl on the bar. Oh yeah, I missed that. See, I don't really think I the saw owls that. are just scattered. Right. Are like watching everywhere. Yes. And then there's this drawing, this painting in the background, where now the same. I think it's the same couple that we saw before, but their their backs are against each other as though they've uh, had conflicts. Yep. And to I, me, that's I, like the relationship they're in right now. Evelyn is on the outs with James. Mm-hmm. And, very well. I, I didn't get that, but very good. I I did not pick that up. So uh, again, it's Donna. Evelyn and Donna. Donna they, shows yeah, up, and should. then we have Malcolm there, and he's. It's funny now. Malcolm's kind of rough with Evelyn now. Like it's funny as she seems like she's gone into from one abusive relationship to another. another. Evelyn there, yeah, and then even uh, Malcolm's manhandling uh, Donna, and <laughs> and he he's super close to her too, right? And he's getting like. Like, it's horrible. Like, yeah. this guy is obviously mean. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'll kill, if I ever see you again, I'll kill you. Why does everybody keep going back to this one bar? Yes. <laughs> There's nothing else here. I guess. They it's a bar in the, her house. Yeah. It's a bar in her house. And Donna's crying. And Donna's so. crying. And Donna's just like, why can't I be back at Twin Peaks and have a real plot? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Albert uh, basically has discovered that it is the same the, tw- uh, the uh, from the fiber from the coat matches the fiber my mind was blown yep that shot the person who shot cooper which we never found out right could be could be josie josie could right. what would be the motives do you know uh, without ruining anything for me i mean if i were to say that she shot cooper well, he's law enforcement. He's at the lodge. The lodge is going to, well, there's going to be yep, a fire North at the Northern, sawmill. Right. Um, we got to get Cooper out of the, um, we got to get Cooper because he, he knows too much. So Josie Plain could be, I'll shoot Cooper. He'll die. Um, and law enforcement's out, you know, because everything else is going on. I mean, that's mm. why I don't know her motive beyond, well, Cooper, he's too smart of a guy. He'll, he can figure it out. Yeah, I think we're, We'll definitely learn more about But she doesn't that. seem to type. Right. It seems out of place, right? It does. But I she mean, did, did hire Hank to kill her husband. Right. So for so her to go innocent. shoot... To, but she didn't actually physically do... Like, I can't... Like, she hired someone else to do that. Right. So would she hire someone else to kill Cooper? Yep. Would that be the, a better question, I guess? Yeah. And uh, did you ever think about who could have shot Cooper back in the time? Oh, my God. I forgot all about that because yeah, the giant the right. giant takes the place of that in my mind. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. Right. Like, is it, like what, what's the giant trying to say? You're right. We never tackled that. Right. And it's, it's funny to think that, like, it's been, like, at least 16 episodes since yeah. he's been shot and stuff. And still, that's, you know, in Twin Peaks time, that's a little over two weeks ago. Yeah. But still, I mean, it, it seems like a lifetime ago, yeah. that whole storyline. And they didn't build it up. Like, it's like, who shot JR? Right. Who shot Agent Cooper? Right. And they built it up for the summer. Only to be find him on the ground and kind of move on and yeah, and then we never find out who shot him. Right, and now maybe we are. Yeah, and I like how he says not a word until we find out. Like he doesn't want to have. He he doesn't want to hurt Harry Truman there, uh, unless he's positive that that's what's. Yeah, you don't want to. You know what? He's being a good detective, unlike Andy and Dick, who just kind of come out and say, "No, he she." Little Nicky right. killed his parents. <laughs> He's an animal. We have no real evidence. Yeah, but. so you have Cooper on the other spectrum going, we yeah. don't have evidence. We don't want to say anything right. until we know for yeah. sure. So we uh, we get more information about that uh, body that they found in, uh, you know, Windermere killed, that actually his last name is Powell, and we learn that uh, Carolyn's maiden name was Powell. But no relation. No relation, but I guess, so Wyndham Earl is picking people to kill Somehow related, just like, yeah, somehow yep. related to Cooper. And, and so. that looks like Cooper. Yeah, it looks and like, like Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to be Kyle McLaughlin's brother. brother. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, that's where they are with, yeah, so the, the, with that case there. Yeah, Do so I? 
Yep. Um, also, they still have the um, the chessboard there. Yeah. The chessboard's always, always making an appearance. Especially in this episode. We've seen a lot of chess in, in this episode from the beginning and throughout. Yeah. We want to bring up some audio? Sure. I never beat him, Harry. Coop, you got a need for a chess expert. We got one of the best right here in town. And at first I thought it was going to be him. Oh, but yeah. No, no. It comes. Um, who was a chess expert? Pete, Pete. Pete Martell. Pete Martell. He's playing. I think he's playing like three players at once. Yes. Yes. And I got all laughing. It went from super serious to goofy. They're all laughing. I'm eating pie, drinking coffee. Yep. Now, notice the ice cream cone over yep. his shoulder. Yes. That's going to come into play in a little bit, which oh. I find it to be hilarious. Oh, no, she has ice cream oh, yeah. cone in her hand. Never mind. Norma, Norma's taking Norma has a gigantic ice cream yeah. cone, um, which is just weird. So it's funny that he, like, they're like, we need to play chess. No pieces go Let's missing. Let's try and get a stalemate. Let's try to make it so that we don't lose them up. But yeah, there really is no chess. I was thinking about in that. Chess, really. I mean. Well, there is a stalemate. You can win by stalemate, but without any pieces right. going away? Yeah. Is that possible? No. I mean, you're gonna lose pawns at least. Yeah, I mean, stalemates can, and I like the the putting down of the uh, the piece, and then you see the checkered floor. Yeah, like the it correlation. looks like it looks like a chessboard on the uh, the the double R diner floor there. So, let me bring this up. What happened? So, are you okay? Shelly really. comes back to the diner and talking I to normal. To right over, but with hand gone, it's been a mad. You hear the rubbing. <laughs> The, the cartoon rubbing, it, they're cleaning this gigantic um, ice cream cone. I, I, oh, no. Are you saying this is an innuendo that I No, 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 no. <laughs> That's got to seem like First one, of all, they're cleaning a gigantic ice cream cone on the floor. Yes. And when they put their scrubber on it, you hear, right. and it sounds cartoonish. Oh, yeah. Just like the whipping of the glasses off of uh, the guy's head. Yeah. But we do, you and I know that they do do Foley. That, yes, that's you, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Think they added that in? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. it was funny. <laughs> and I noticed that. I'm like, but wh A, why are they cleaning this on the floor? Yes. Why is it making it squeaky they noise? They need an intimate moment here. But that, this just, to me, says more, it's just weirdness and yeah. i love it and then another scene they're very close talking yeah truman and and and, and norma are close again we have a door and we only see through the window and i like that and then you get the you, you kind of push in and you kind of just see them talking and they're I think, so close right. it's like i thought they were gonna kiss <laughs> i thought well, they were saying that hank is gonna go to jail for a long time and she's and good. i think norma's like good yeah. finally i'm done with i thought like, though i'm like oh no is there another affair going on yeah. i thought that's how close they're talking i thought they yeah. were gonna kiss i uh, thought they're like i i loved you josie's going away yeah. we can be together now yeah. oh, i didn't I'm know better than big ed yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't know where that conversation was going yes anything's possible josie opens the door to see uh eckert there and eckert's come for dinner yeah, this is an awkward scene. Yeah. Eckhart's having dinner with Kathleen and basically talking about the future of Josie. Yes. If he's going to take her. Right. And it it's so wrong. It's like she's a slave. Yeah. And it's so horrible. Um, this whole scene is so sinister between the two. And he kisses her hand. Right. And he goes, then it, it made it sound like maybe they were something because he's like, oh, I miss that smell. Yeah. I, I miss uh, the taste of her. Right. And that made me think I'm like, oh, gross. Yet yeah. again, was he? I feel like we've already learned this. If we haven't, I, I feel like I can bring this up because I don't think it's you important can't. to us. But I think, I think it comes out that she might have been a prostitute and stuff oh. like that. So, and I think when she. so That makes sense. Yeah. So she, I think she was in Hong Kong and she was with him in Hong Kong. And, you know, Eckert and Andrew were partners, they worked together. And uh, Eckert was the Hong Kong distributor, and Andrew was, you know, here in Washington State, and they worked together. And so, I feel like Eckert, they had a business deal where also Josie was involved with trans. You know, I feel like Andrew kind of, you know, came back with his his uh, bride there from yeah. Josie from Hong Kong yeah. and stuff. So it's a Josie is complicated. She's complicated in the sense that you know we think about the diary, the secret diary of Laura Palmer. 
Uh, she seemed like she might be a lesbian. She she had feelings. She she's she came on to Laura and stuff in and, the book. In the book, but I never seen this in the show. In the show, it's in totally opposite. You never see her hit out on a female, right? But she's but she seems complicated. Like she's mm. I yeah. And also, I like how Kathleen and Ed Cart are eating the worst part of a pig, a pig's head. <laughs> Yet again, another weird thing. And a pig's head. Who says I really want to eat a pig's head? Yes. Now. Here, We're back with Evelyn. There. Evelyn, and she's blowing smoke rings in slow mo. In there. slow motion, yeah. and it kind of brings me back to the, the um, the the ceiling fan brings mm. me back to uh, different moments in the show. Yeah, it's just weird that she's blowing smoke rings in slow motion. It's kind of a cool shot. Yeah, but why? You know, this is kind of cool though. I liked it. And James is back because he, he's. I can't figure it all out. He here. forgot to pack his boxers. Want to bring up some audio? Yeah. No, I got it. Malcolm all yeah he made you do it right you better tell me a story Evelyn cuz I'm all mixed up and I just want to know why you would do this to me I'm all mixed up what did you expect an apology a hidden heart of gold I did it all James I did everything I found you I lured you in and I kept you here while Malcolm planned a nice neat little frame why? For the money. Out of fear. Because I wanted to do it. It's not exactly what you wanted to hear, is it, James? The truth hurts, doesn't it? I think she's doing this because she cares about him, but she's saying it so she, it's easier for him to hate her. Yeah. It's funny that it's kind of this love music going on. And I... I always kind of wanted her to be a little bit more darker. Like, I always wanted her to be... She was, I, she's, she's... I mean, it was crazy. pretty dark. She killed her husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess I never really saw the manipulation. Like, I, I mean, she's saying she did, and I feel like Malcolm was... I feel like Malcolm had a lot of It didn't play out like a typical... Yeah. Like, uh, like a typical show would play it out. You're right. Or I don't know. Yeah. I, and they kiss. And that shows that she likes him, and she's saying all this stuff like, leave me, right. you know, go away. Because she knows her... Crazy boyfriend gonna Malcolm like, there, yeah. Malcolm's gonna go right. It reminded me of a classic episode, the classic movie Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, <laughs> when John, Lith- where going, John Lithgow where are you is going? yelling at Harry to leave, and he goes, "Leave us, you big old, we hate you." And uh, he's trying to get the Bigfoot to leave. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the All FBI right, won't come. So right. that's what it reminded me of Harry and the Hendersons. And Malcolm uh, basically hits hits him Made over the head and. Uh, uh, all it takes is one hit, and oh and, god, and, and James is out. Well, he was a f- he's a few ants short of a picnic anyway. So right. one hit, that's all it takes. And now they're scheming to basically say that he broke in and like he attacked her, yeah, and she's gonna enough. shoot him. And now we have these really close up. It makes me think of almost Blue Velvet. We're like in this hay, really like buried in it, and then we come up, and there's the dress of Audrey there, and she's like looks like little Bo Peep or yeah, something. Yeah, we're in a play. We're in a play. We're in West Side Story. <laughs> Where, yeah, and it, it's so funny because this is premeditated play. Like, like, okay, we're gonna have a play with him. Like, yes. we're gonna like, really act this out, right? And so, basically, they acted out to get him out of this funk, right? Ben Horn and his Civil War reenactment. What? Well, yep. The Civil, and basically, they signed the papers, and you know, um, a Bobby's like. Didn't the uh, North win? Right. And all of a sudden he signs the papers and everything, and he, he stands up and he falls down. And they're like, oh, my God, you all right? And he wakes up. He comes out of it. And it's like Wizard of Oz. It is a little bit like Wizard of Oz, Because he's right? like, you were there, and you were there. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. He's Dorothy. Aww, yes. He's Dorothy. And they're all gathered around him like Dorothy was. Yeah, and I feel like in, in, yeah. you think about Wizard of Oz, I feel like there was always a message there, too, that, like, Dorothy didn't really appreciate the life she had until she went on her journey mm-hmm. to the Oz and stuff. So maybe he, and I like how he's like, why are you guys all dressed like that? And they're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could have, like, froze and right. cut to, like, end of the show, like a sitcom. <laughs> like, it would have been the big laugh. Right. Why you guys- maybe they would jump up and, yeah. And I love this scene, um... You have the Confederate flag. The Confederate flag falls in between him and Jacoby right, having yeah. a conversation, which is very humorous. Yes. And when Jacoby comes through the door, he trips over the chair. It's all very comical. Yeah. Like, 
you can tell this is not well rehearsed. Yes. This is just, we're going to do this the best we can. Let's just get through this. But it's cool. I liked it. It's very humorous. Um, everything's very, like, um, looks like a public access right. show. At the same time, like, I mean, how much money did it take for them to get the sets? They haven't got some people to build the sets. and. Yeah, this is yet again the wonky the wonkiness of uh, the show has become. There's no logic. Just enjoy. Right. <laughs> we'll bring up some audio here. Okay. Yeah. Give him some room. Remember. He's Dorothy. Remember. Twin Peaks, Ben. Kansas. Oh. There's no place like home. Yeah. <laughs> and the strangest. <laughs> you were there. And you. And you. There was a war, and I was General, General Robert Healy. And somehow, in spite of incredible odds, I won. Now you're home, Daddy. Yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, and I like how it's just very like comical. But I'm glad Ben Horn's back because we can get out of this. Yes, it, was it getting seems, it a seems like too they're long. wrapping up some storylines. Yeah, I are. mean, definitely comes coming to the end here. I think his this thing has gone on a little too long, right. but it was cool. Now this is where Wyndham, Wyndham Earl, Earl turns into the classic villain. Yes. He's putting he's got a mustache. The on, mustache he's got with the curlies. Yes. Yeah, he, he looks like a we were uh, used car about salesman. Before, about him having a curly mustache, and now he has and, one. And he's got Leo writing something, and yeah, he's having Leo write some sort of uh, letter that he can mail to someone because he looks like he wants to kidnap either Shelley, Donna, or Audrey. Hmm. Which where did he get these photos? Yet again, yes, he doesn't have access to the internet. Did he go somewhere? I mean, I think, so. Yeah, I he, think in this, I think in the script, it doesn't. It's on the TV show, but I think in the script, uh, there were surveillance photos, and I, I'm not sure if Leo got him. I don't feel like Leo's left, so I feel like he, I, he got him from somebody else. So he, oh. I don't know if he hired somebody, but I feel like in the script, he has connections. It, yes. Yeah. In, in the show here, it almost looks like, uh, what do you say, like actors. Uh, uh, shots for yeah. and stuff like that. But and I mean, for a guy who hasn't left the cabin, who's right. in, who's hiding, he, he goes to Kinko's a lot to get yeah. these photos. <laughs> like, where does he get this stuff we from? In the script, I think it was a surveillance. So I don't know if he's got connections. He had him before. Right. Yeah. He had him before. But, but why he, would he know any of these right. people were connected to Cooper? But he's been plotting this. He's mostly been plotting this for several weeks. We knew, yeah. like I said, at the beginning of the season, Albert said that you're you're you're, uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, your yeah. your partner has escaped the loony bin. So he, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, he's been planning this out, and he looks like Doug like do right, oh, yeah. and he's ready to put one of the ladies on train tracks and tie them up. And he's teaching Leo how to write, and he says, "Who's going to be my queen?" Mm. Yes, yes. Who's going to be my queen? Because yes. that means to me, someone's going to die. Mm. The queen will die. Because if he can, if he gets the queen, he wins. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, possibly, right? In chess, I mean, mm-hmm. well, the king is the one that you want to get, but the, the queen is second. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the best pieces of chess. I, I mean. would consider in this game, Cooper and him are the kings, right? They're the kings. Yep. And the queen is the most dangerous piece because the queen the, can go yeah. anywhere. The queen can do any move in chess yeah. where the king can't. So the queen, once you get rid of the queen, you wound the king and you're 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 best getting the king, and if you think about it, each one of those ladies, if he were to hurt any of them, that would hurt Cooper. He yeah, would personally I mean, take that, especially oh yeah. Audrey. Especially, Audrey. I think if the, he picks Audrey, that would be the linchpin. Shelley, not so much. Donna, eh, does anybody care about Donna? I don't know. Right. Shelley, may, maybe Shelley, but yeah. Audrey, if that's the if if that's the person he ends up picking, right, that would be that would hurt Cooper a lot. Yeah, and you know, it's funny looking at the picture of Audrey. It looks like a picture from the first season. Like she hasn't had hair like that since probably the pilot. Yeah, and yeah. she yeah, and she looks a little chubby in the face, so she looks different. And the photos look like someone ran by them and just took real quick photos yeah. of them. Like what? <laughs> like Shelly looks surprised. Like I just woke up. Yes. Who are you? Right. Like. These were definitely not from a security yeah. camera. 
you know, right. they were not from a security camera. And I think in the I think in the script, Leo also had like hearts. I don't know if he was doing Valentine's, <laughs> but he also had like hearts and like think the the pictures of the girls were in hearts. Of course, this isn't canon. This is in the script. Yeah, but the yeah. script had like little hearts of of each of each girl and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And like he writes some nonsense, and he has Leo, even though. To uh, Wyndham Earl's fingerprints all, all over this envelope, he has Leo lick it. Yes. The fingerprints are all over. They know it's Wyndham Earl. Yeah, they know it's Wyndham Earl. It's Who not cares? like, what, it's fingerprints. Oh, it's Wyndham Earl. Even the, it's funny, even like, I think, you know, when, when he was in the station there uh, and they, they put the, the dead body, Wyndham Earl left it. It's like, Cooper's like, oh, you're not going to find fingerprints. And I, I don't know if it was in the script or in the show. No, in the said, show he said that. He yeah, goes, he you're not going to find anything. Right. And I think in the script they may have said something about footprints as well. And in the script he said, oh, he wears different shoes, so he went tell. And it's like, what does it matter? Yeah. He, he's he's he, he's escaped the loony bin. And even if you can, you, you, you know it's him. So, yeah, so yeah. fingerprints wouldn't matter. Right. And clearly he just touched that envelope like a madman. Like, it was like, oh, manhandling the paper and everything. Yeah. And... So now we're going back to Evelyn and Malcolm, and they're they're, they're plotting to uh, frame James. And Donna oh, comes God, busting in. Donna. No, no, James. James, we need to go back to Twin Peaks. Right. It's like Malcolm's like, oh, this is getting a lot messier. Now we gotta kill. Uh, we gotta kill Donna. And I think he wants. Yeah, he wants. Uh, he wants Evelyn, to do it. Uh, Evelyn no, he wants sh- to kill Donna. Oh, yeah. Give me the gun. I'll yeah. do it. Um, he has this. He's a nut job, and you can tell Evelyn just like I'm in too deep. Yeah. This is not what I signed up right. for. We'll bring up some audio because it looks like we're wrapping this up here. Evelyn, I can't do this, Malcolm. I will. I will. Oh. <laughs> think of Maddie's death a little bit like the slow-mo yeah and, and it does that growling noise yeah. because when um Malcolm is talking he sounds demonic before right and Malcolm's shot but now and, and now uh, Evelyn's gonna kind of figure out like he was crazy he killed Jeffrey came back to kill me so she's still plotting in her head how she's gonna get out of this she doesn't want to so, go to jail right but um I got my gun and I shot him. Right. I shot him until he was dead. I right. love that one. The funny thing is, we, I think she only yeah. shot him once. He yeah. was like, it was right in the right chest. In the stomach. Right in the stomach, yeah. Right. So, you know, it, it's kind of a, a callback. It's like this demonic sounding. It's slow motion. Yeah. And it's like Bob. It did, yeah. It got a little, a little bit of sense of that. Yeah, yeah. a little sense of I that mean, old. He's not Bob and it's outside of Twin Peaks, but yeah. it's still. He's an evil guy. So Cooper is at the elevator, and he's just waiting for the elevator, and he takes out uh, a picture of Carolyn from his wallet. Yep. And he's admiring it. And he's like, Carolyn. Carolyn, I miss you. Yep. And walk out of the elevator is Wyndham Earl in disguise. He looks at Cooper. He's like, oh, he doesn't see me. And oh, he, my God. And owls on postcards. Right. Postcards. He's Yeah. Oh, bring it up for a second. Owls. <laughs> owls. Right. And he looks like Benny Hill. He looks like Benny Hill oh, with man. a costume on. Like he should be chased by a bunch of bikini-clad yeah. women. Now, in the, in the in the show there, uh, Cooper didn't notice him at all. He was clueless. He didn't even notice that uh, Wyndham Earl was there. <laughs> oh, so they kind of played it like... <laughs> kind of like, oh, Wyndham Earl can secretly go around, move around. In yeah. the script, it says, in the script, Meanwhile, Cooper steps through, the lo- yeah, steps through the lobby after a long day. He walks past Earl in hiding and continues. Then he reacts as if he felt something, someone eyeing upon him. Cooper turns, takes a look, but there's no one to be seen. Earl has moved on. So in the script, there's still this Cooper where he's kind of like, I felt his presence. You know what I mean? That's but, interesting well, how they ignored yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. The they show. decided they didn't. Yeah, they decided that Wyndham Earl was so clever in disguise that Cooper wouldn't notice him. It was the eyebrows. It was the eyebrows. The, he dyed his eyebrows mustache, black yeah. and the mustache and the eyebrows. And so this episode ends with, uh, with uh, Cooper going back to his room. And they're on his bed. Yes, creepy ending. I like it. Creepy ending. It's the mask that we saw in the beginning of the episode. The, this no, white, no, no. We didn't see any mask in this episode. The white mask was in the beginning. Oh. Not in this one. No. Nope. Oh. So it's just. Oh, yeah. That was. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. So, but yeah. So I mean, I'm we, confused. That's all right. But there is. The, it looks like it's lit up. It's like just a mask. And I think. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. I think it's supposed to be Carolyn's face. Yeah. I think. I that's mean, it's what hard I was to tell, thinking. But. 
And then as soon as he gets it, it activates uh, uh, it activates the uh, tape recording. Caroline. Funny, isn't it? After all this time, after all that happened in Pittsburgh, I still love her. And I know that you do, too. Now, Dale, listen carefully. It's your and that was a cool ending. Yeah, and we have we have Cooper looking in the mask, and we see just the eyes of Cooper and through we, the mask. That's our third time getting something like that, where you're looking through something else to um, see somebody. Yeah. And um, that ending felt like um, an old Twin Peaks cliffhanger to me. True. It had that right. feel, yeah. right? In full disclosure, the reason I said it's like the mask in the beginning, we by accident watched the first couple of minutes of the next episode, and I didn't realize it. So ah, that's why I put it. Say I know, I know, but I, I I haven't seen the next episode, so right. I don't even know where this is going. But um, the mask, it was cool. It's creepy. It is. It's creepy. mysterious. Right. It, I kind of that episode. I think Diane Keaton did a great job. I think she did a great job. Help or not, right. we'll never know, but I'll give her the full credit and yeah. say that was a cool episode. I mean, I like the style. I mean, it, yeah. it, I think it just kind of mixed things up a little bit. Like, we were so used to, like, just kind of, like, we're just going through the motions every week. Mm-hmm. And to have something where it's a little bit of style, a little bit mix things up. And I loved that kind of dark humor, that kind of thing. Like, do you need anything? Walk away. Yeah. You sure you don't need anything? And he's like super close in her hair. Right. Yeah, the the bartender there. Yeah. I I don't know. It was nice. I wouldn't want it every week, but you can give me one episode to mix things up a little bit. It was definitely cool. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I think it was my... I think possibly my favorite so far. Yeah, of, of this the, second of af- half. Af- yeah, the second half after the yeah. whole uh, Laura Palmer mystery things over. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. And I mean, I, I think we're learning more about Wyndham Earl. And I think you know, now that I'm thinking about this whole mask thing, I guess it does make sense that Cooper didn't know Wyndham Earl was out of the elevator because he also got into his room and put the mask there. So it's kind of this sense of like he would have been like, I felt him here. Yeah, and then maybe he would have been more questioning when he got to his room, whereas. Because he didn't realize he was in the lobby at Wyndham Earl, it was kind of like, it was a surprise to say, hey, somebody's been in my room. It makes and, sense. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So, wow. I mean, that was a doozy. I think, you know, there's a lot more to talk about because we're focusing on so many subplots. Yep. There's a lot more subplots. There are. So I feel like these episodes, there's a lot going on. But I'm kind of happy they're wrapping things up. They're wrapping some stories up. up. They definitely, I think you're right. I think the little Nikki thing is pretty much wrapped up. Is it up. nailed? Is it done? I think so. Oh, man. No, you I can tell no, me no, the truth. I, you I can tell me the truth. If I remember right, I should remember right because I've watched it for 25 years. But I think that is wrapped up. Oh, God, I hope so. It seems like it, it appears, that at least, that that the Evelyn James, I mean, I don't. where else do you go? She's basically, you know. Well, God, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I think it's pretty much wrapped up. Oh, God, up. I hope so. And then, uh, yeah, we're, do we have another story wrapped up? I guess the, the, at least those... those. So those they can few. really focus on these bigger mysteries. Yeah, I'm, I'm, let's hope they spend more time on Wyndham Merle. Yeah, let's hope. I don't want James and Evelyn to, like... like. I want James and Donna to figure out how to get back home and never leave the house again. <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't leave the house. Yeah. Stay there. You guys are not good at directions right. and stuff. And last week I asked you about Windermore. What do you think about him in this episode? How do you feel him as a villain? He's not what you thought he'd be, but... No, but he's cool. I think he's creepy, and he's, like, he's clever. Mm. He's he's out Diabetic. there. Yeah, he's Diabetic. very... Um, <laughs> You're going to make me say the word wrong, too. I know. <laughs> I diabolical. He's diabolical. He's very diabolical. Yes. And he's very... Um, it's kind of like this very TV-friendly version of, like... The killer from Seven or something. Hmm. You know, he's like this clever guy. And yeah. He, he could possibly cut someone's head off and put it in a box. Yeah. You know, what's he's, in the box? What's in the box? But he's like a TV, he's like a, a TV version of uh, James, um, uh, that character from Seven there. Yeah. Um, I, I know you're talking about, yeah. but I can't think of that right that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's. I think he's kind of cool and stuff. It's, yeah, it's interesting cool. to see with the new season. I mean, they can get away with a lot more on Showtime, too. And, I mean, you're talking yeah. 25 years later. I mean, even network TV now is a lot more violent than it was in the 90s. Yeah. 
And she, yeah, like you said, Showtime's really going to allow them to get crazy. I mean, they can at least they have yeah they have a lot more flexibility to to do because yeah we wouldn't have a a character cutting off a head and putting it in a box. But now we might do that. Yeah, I mean, they, we they, could they, do they, that. I think about the shows like 24 that got away with a lot of uh, violence and stuff. And not to say that you need to have the violence, but, I mean, if they want to... Or the could, after violence, yeah. too. You, like, you don't show it, but they could, like, show you the after. Yeah. Well, Walking Dead has a lot of violence. Yes, it uh, sure does. So, <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Um, right. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens next week. I'm very excited, Ben. I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Cool. I'm I'm not disappointed. Like I, you know, some like I said before, some stuff's kind of wonky and weird, but I all in all, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, yeah. I, I and I've always I think I've said this. Even though I say there's things that aren't perfect about this show, yeah, I feel like every episode has some kind of gems. I feel like every episode is like, oh, I learn more about the White Lodge, or mm. you know, or you get more about Cooper's background, or oh, you know. Yeah, like, I totally agree. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Good stuff. Very excited. And if you want to join in the conversation, you can go to Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. You can send us some messages. If you you know hear something, we actually got a message not that long ago about our um, uh, Mulholland Drive episode. Uh, someone posted some photos saying it was a dream. It was a fever dream. Ah, fever dream. With the Hollywood logo and the Mohan Drive logo kind of representing each other. Huh. It's kind of interesting. That's really cool. So, you know, if you have things that we talked about, uh, please share it uh, right. with us on I love hearing uh, other people's Facebook. theories. And, and yeah. you know, we've got some, yeah, we've got a couple good emails from people uh, who, who have shared their theories. And I love that stuff. I mean, yeah. Really you cool. can email us too, your yep. theories or comments or questions or uh, anything. Right. And talking about theories, it won't be that, you know, pretty soon I think we're going to get uh, Joel Paco back on. Yes. Soon. I mean, I, I you know, some days soon. I was like, I wish we could have him on every week, but it's like, you know, we, we got to spread it out. And yeah. Stuff, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. But yeah, I think we'll have him on maybe in a few weeks or so. Very excited to, for having. Yeah, kind of see what he thinks of of uh, mid season of uh, second season here. Yeah, I'm interested to hear his uh, thoughts. Yeah, so. cool. So what else did we say? TwinPeaksUnwrapped.com. You can find all our podcasts. Uh, we mentioned Twitter, Twin Peaks Unwrap. Nope. Uh, get us on Twitter, and you can also email us at uh, TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. Send us everything you have questions about, and please. Uh, subscribe, rate, or comment on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd we're be really on cool. Stitcher, and we're on uh, TuneIn. So you can listen to us on TuneIn, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes. And, of course, we're you know we're on Facebook and Twitter, so that yeah. we, we post uh, our uh, podcast there and we're on every Reddit. Wednesday. We, we, and Reddit, yep. Uh, we have a, uh, we have a, we've been posting stuff on Reddit, too. And I've started, uh, I've started posting some stuff on Dugpa. Uh, uh, the forms there. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're we're, we're everywhere. everywhere. We're yeah. everywhere. Cool. Just like Wyndham. Just like, um, uh, oh God, Wyndham Earl. Not Wyndham Earl, but Bobby's dad. Oh, Major Briggs. Major he, Briggs. He, he, we're in the shadows. We're in the shadows. Just like Brian Major and Briggs. Ben are in the shadows. Oh, I almost said Agent Mulder. I have X Files on the mind, and I always called him Agent Mulder. That would be awesome. <laughs> or you could have said Scully's dad. I know, I know, <laughs> but I didn't want to say it wrong. But yeah, Major Briggs were like Major Briggs were in the shadows. Yeah. So I thought we could leave uh, with this show with uh, Shannon Fenn mentioning about uh, Diane Keaton uh, directing. It's oh, very cool. short. Uh, it is. It, it must have been during uh, 1991, and it was on E! And I think they start off by saying, in season three of Twin Peaks, which, you know, there are only two seasons, but it's kind of funny. Well, it's E. It's E. So, so they, they have no idea what was going on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Meanwhile, Ben continues in her third season of Twin Peaks as Audrey, and she reveals to us that Diane Keaton just directed one of the new episodes. Now that Keaton's done several rock videos and a China Beach episode, it seems she's being taken very seriously as a director. It was wonderful. She's a really um, very giving um, director. She's, she knows what she wants and she's kind of, uh, she doesn't need to hit you over the head to get it. She's very good at communicating. It was fun. I wish I had more to do on that particular episode, actually.